My name is Adeline Warren and you're listening to Girl Talk. I like to say that I'm the big sister of the internet. You can watch me fuck up all you want, but hey, maybe we can learn something from it. I hope you enjoy. Hello. I'm going to put my lip gloss on. Um, I am really excited for today's episode because it's something that I'm also really passionate about. I feel like I'd say this at the beginning of every single episode, but I feel like this is my, this is my fucking podcast. I want to talk about shit that I'm passionate about, okay? So... Today, I really wanted to talk about something that I've never seen anybody else really talk about. Um, And it is what I wish I knew when I started making money. And if you grew up in a household where, you know, maybe your parents didn't make a lot of money, you didn't grow up with a lot of money, you're definitely going to want to listen to this episode because these are things that could have saved me so much money. When I think back on it, I'm like, I was so fucking stupid. But I also do have to give myself some, you know, slack because I was just like young and I just like started making money. And like, you know, these things that I'm about to tell you are things that, you know, rich parents tell to their rich kids. And like, you're supposed to learn this from like your rich parents. But like, we didn't grow up with rich parents and, you know, you didn't have that like kind of fast lane into um, setting yourself up with the future, you know, making lots of money, investing your money. Um, you're just not going to know. And like, it's so common too. I, uh, I even wrote down like 78% of athletes go broke after just three years of retirement and 70% of lotto winners lose or spend almost all of their money within five years. And that's because they didn't grow up rich and they don't have these rich parents to like tell them these tips and tell them what to do with their money, how to make sure that you always have money, how to invest your money, how to do this with your money, how to protect yourself. Because when you start making money, people are going to want to like rip you off. People are going to want to steal your money. People are, you know, how to just basically a whole list of how many things do I have? I have holy shit, I have 16 notes, 16 things of, you know, things that I wish that I knew when I started making money. And I wish that I had this podcast, you know, when I first started making my YouTube channel, I first started making money. And um, because, you know, these things are just like, nobody ever talks about it. And I feel like the people who do know these things, they're like, oh, isn't that obvious? Like blah, 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 blah. But if you didn't, again, grow up rich, you would have no idea the difference that these things would make to your life, to your money, to um, everything. Um, so yeah, let's let's just get straight on into it. I'm so excited for this episode, and I really hope you know what if this helps like one person, um, then that's all that fucking matters to me because I wish that someone told me all of these things. And I wish that I took this shit seriously because this shit is so, so, so important. And we're in the day and age of like social media where, you know, you can learn essentially anything that you want online. You want to go to a college, you want to like learn at a college. Hell yeah. But almost like I would say like 80 to 90% of things you learn in college, a lot of it you could just learn online from Google searching, from YouTube videos, from this, from that. There's so much you could do to like expand your mind and, you know, become the best version of yourself. And um, yeah, sorry, I'm just rambling. This is a really long intro. Let's get into it. So number one, I put get a good lawyer. This 
is so important. And you know how you always see like celebrities be like, get a good lawyer, get a good lawyer. And you're like, oh, like, you know, you, you don't even you brush it off. You don't even think about it. You're like, mm, I don't need a good lawyer. I'm not like, you know, Camila Cabello. I'm not like, you know, Faith Harmony, like all of this, you know, nobody's going to take advantage of me. Bitch, you're fucking wrong. Everyone, once they start realizing that you're making money and honestly, the number one tip when you start making money is to not be flashy about it. Don't flash that you're making money. Don't say that you're making money. Don't ever, 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 because you're putting yourself in a vulnerable state. Um, but yeah, number one, I would say is to get a good lawyer because you're going to come across people who want to take advantage of you. You're going to come across people who want to sue you for things that you didn't even do wrong for. You're going to come across people who are going to see, you know, the talent that you have and try to take advantage of you and only pay you this amount when you're actually worth this amount. Like lawyers are supposed to protect you in those types of situations. So get a friend's recommendation, um, ask around, do some research and really find yourself a good lawyer that you trust. And it's so important to have a lawyer that you don't think is in it for the money, a lawyer that you think is actually just really genuine and wants to protect you and wants the best for you. That's having a lawyer that just wants the absolute best for you. That's priceless because that's so hard to find and it's so it will change your life and your career and everything significantly. Um, okay, and the next one I put number two is to get a business manager. Um, the reason why I put this is because once you start making money, you don't realize that half of your money goes to taxes and your tax half of your money. So you're like, oh, yay, I made, you know, whatever, $500,000. No, you didn't. You made 250000 if you don't get a good business manager and a good lawyer and someone to write off your shit and make sure that, you know, you get all of the rich person loopholes that nobody ever tells you um, because I went so many years wasting my money. I mean, you know, whatever. It goes to the government, whatever. I paid my taxes, whatever. I learned from it, but I essentially for years gave my the government half of my money when most rich people have the loopholes to save that. And it's not about like, oh, who who has the better morals? Like, oh, I spent. No, it's just about, you know, being smart and it's about not being, you know, dumb. And <laughs> it's about, you know, making sure that you have someone that knows that you can give donations and then that's also, you know, a write-off for your taxes and making sure that, you know, you're sticking to your morals and sticking to this and making sure that your the money that you work really hard for isn't going 50%, you know, to the government because, you know, I don't like I used to think of it like, oh, I'm such a nice person. Like I just give the government half of my money. It goes to like, you know, helping the country, blah, 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 blah. But now that I'm looking back at myself, I just was like young and naive and I didn't know the rich people life hacks because most rich people don't even pay taxes. How is that even fair? I even saw a video that said um, when we first introduced taxes to like Canada and the US, it was kind of presented as an idea to, you know, tax the rich and, you know, rich people will pay for the roads and rich people will pay for the firefighters. Rich people will pay for the police and rich people will pay for this. And everyone's like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Hell yeah, let's do it. And then, you know, years go by and rich people 
figure out ways to get the loopholes and like not pay taxes. You always we talk about how like Donald Trump, you know, fucking rich Donald Trump is. He doesn't pay taxes. He pays like zero dollars in taxes. I don't have to Google it, but I it says something like he doesn't pay taxes or he pays really low taxes. A lot of rich people like, you know, Jeff Bezos, they probably don't pay taxes either. So are taxes really to tax the rich or are taxes to tax the middle class? People who didn't grow up in a rich household, people who don't know the rich people life hacks and people who uh, essentially are just like being taking 50 percent of their money. Essentially, <laughs> I don't know. Life is not fair. Um, and there's things that I wish I knew when I was younger and I would have saved so much fucking money, but it's okay. We've learned from it. I know it now. And I'm telling you right now, get a good lawyer and get a good business manager because most of your money will be going into taxes unless you have a good business manager and a good lawyer. And then for number three, I put when you get a paycheck, have a percentage of your money automatically going into your savings account and a percentage of your money automatically going into your checking account because i feel like i thought that this, i thought that everybody knew this but at least my parents taught me this is something that my mom and dad taught me is to have a checking account where you could spend you could get boba you could get sephora you could get this you could get that you could spend your money girl pay the rent with that money that's your money to spend and then have a percentage of your money going into your savings account and your savings account is money that you don't touch money that if there's ever an emergency you are able to use that money that is in your investments like your savings account basically should be your investments and that could be like mutual funds and blah 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 blah. you should watch if you haven't already listen to my last episode it's just all about investing um but this is kind of like you know more basic things that i wish that i knew when i um started making money so i don't know if you're able to do 50 50 are you able to put 50 percent of your checkings and live off of that and then have half of it in your savings or maybe it's like 75 is in your you know your checking and 25 is in or maybe it's like you put 20 bucks every month in your savings account and that's it and honestly after a while it adds up i kind of did the math but if you set up automatic deposits for around 300 dollars a month um into your savings account. And if your savings account is an investment account, so if you have say S&P 500, that's a stock market index. If you start at 20 years old and you leave it in for 45 years, you will end up with $2.7 million for retirement. That's $2.5 million that you just made for free just by keeping $300 in your savings account every single month and having that in that S&P 500 stock, not taking it out, you will end up with $2.7 million for retirement. And the thing about investing is, I should have put this in the investing video, but the thing about investing is that you have to start when you're young and nobody tells you this. This is also something that I wish that I knew is investing is something that you benefit the most off of it when you start when you're young. If you're literally, this is literally for us, this is the time for us to be acting putting an automatic payment into your savings account and putting that in that mutual fund S&P 500 and leaving it for 45 years. It's crazy. Like, I don't know. I just like, nobody tells you this shit. And if, you know, you spend $300 a month on, you know, you save up for a Louis Vuitton bag, you buy like a, a ring here and there, you get, you know, Bath and Body Works candles, blah, 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 blah. You know, you could buy all of those things and then, you know, have nothing with, retirement and you know that's completely fine but nobody tells you these like life hacks that you can do to really just set yourself up for success and like 
if you have the privilege to be putting $300 into a savings account, then girl, fucking do it. And I also just wanted to say that I am by no means um, like a professional at this. I'm literally a 24 year old girl from Canada. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. This is all from my personal experience and things that I've learned on the internet. Is it all 100% true? I don't fucking know. So this is just my advice, okay? Nobody sue me for anything that I'm about to say in this video saying, ah, I don't have any broke, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 girl. No, 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 no. I just need to put that little disclaimer. <laughs> Um, number four, I put save your receipts. This is also something that my dad taught me, um, is to save your receipts just for tax purposes. Every single time that I get a Tim Hortons, I get the receipt, I put it in my little bag, um, and I just keep it. It's like, you'd rather be safe than sorry. I just, I literally, every single receipt that I have, I keep it. I put it in my little file thing and I just let it sit and I just, I leave it there. And that's that, that's that. That's all that I do. You can have your like tax person or lawyer, whoever does your taxes, they deal with that. And then number five, five. <laughs> Why did I put four fingers up? Number five, I put do your own research um, with your investing, with your lawyers, with your business managers, because as much as I want to say, like, get a friend's recommendation and like have your friends help you and like find, you know, you know, you know, I don't know, just like get recommendations as much as I want to say that there were so many times where I got recommendations for friends, like say, you know, I asked my one friend, this is a true story. I asked my one friend for a lawyer recommendation so that I could get an O-1 visa so that I can work in the States. And she gave me this um, lawyer and he got her a visa and it was so amazing. And she said she had the best experience. And then once I started working with him, he would barely respond and he wouldn't help me with anything. And he took my money. He's like, oh, it's going to cost $10,000. I gave him $10,000. And I basically signed something that says, oh, he doesn't have to work. And I basically like he scammed me of $10,000. <laughs> I don't know why he, it like works for the other girl and not for me. But, you know, shit like that just happens. And as much as I want to say to trust and like get advice from your friends, I think also doing research, look up reviews of people, um, get different opinions on people, do your own research, especially with your own investments, like do your own research for everything. Because I feel like there were so many times where I was bitter about it. And I was like, I can't believe she would recommend me that person. Like she, I basically got scammed $10,000. Like I never listening to this person again, but you know, shit happens. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> shit happens. I lost $10,000 to a lawyer that scammed me. <laughs> And it happens as much as you're saying, Adeline, you're a dumb bitch, like that happens to you. It happens a fucking lot, especially in our industry, especially in the social media industry. Do you know how many people get scammed a day? Probably so many. My all of my friends have had scamming stories, have had horror stories. Oh, they weren't paid this. Oh, they weren't for that. Oh, did you know that if you're working with a company and they suddenly go bankrupt, they don't have to pay you? Like, did you know that? I didn't fucking know that. So I had this one company that I was working with and I think um, one month I did really well and I made a really good amount of money. <laughs> I am scared to say the amount. I made a good amount of money that month and they went bankrupt that month. They filed for bankruptcy that month and they didn't have to pay me. And I lost all of that money. There's nothing that I could do about it. I think Ryland Adams, actually, he was with the same company. I'm just going to say it was with Defy Media. Um, he did like a whole video on it and how there's other YouTubers that had it even worse than me. They made hundreds of thousands of dollars. I didn't make that much money. They made hundreds of thousands of dollars and the company went bankrupt and they just never had to pay them. And it sucks. 
So do your own research with the people that you work with, with the lawyers that you get, because it's going to be a shitty feeling when you don't do your research. You just trust your friend and then, you know, you get scammed. It kind of sucks. So at least do your own research and make sure that, you know, you're making a good decision. Um, for number six, I had put have good credit. Nobody told me what the fuck credit was. And one thing that actually really helped me understand it is watch the Netflix show Money Explained. I think they have a whole episode on credit. I think it's like, what, like 15, 20 minutes long. And I actually learned a lot about it. Credit is the biggest scam of life, but unfortunately, it's just the way that the world goes. So in order to buy a house, in order to buy a car, in order to make these huge purchases, you have to build credit. And by building credit, it basically means you need to have a credit card and you need to... Um, buy things with your credit card, say it's like day-to-day -day items, your breakfast, your groceries, your this, your that, you put it on the credit card and then you pay off the credit card. Um, and credit is like a crazy thing because you're basically spending money that you don't have. You're spending the bank's money, but it's not like free money. You eventually have to pay it back. And if you don't pay it back by a certain amount of time, so I think you have to pay every single month, you have to pay your credit card bill. There's a due date. If you don't spend or if you don't pay the certain amount, per month, they charge you interest. So they charge you, oh, you didn't pay all of this amount. I'm going to charge you extra because you didn't pay it on time. And this is why people, so many people go into credit card debt because, you know, we really have to like educate ourselves on stuff like this. Like nobody told me all this shit about credit. Um, and there was a point in my life where I had really bad credit because I'm just going to tell you, I leased my car and um, I had no idea, but I think uh, something happened where I had the money, but the, the my credit card payments weren't going through because I think it was, or no, my card, my, my account payments to my car weren't going through. I forget for what reason, um, but it was a very fixable reason. The car company never told me, never called me. I think they emailed me, but I get so many emails a day and that's on my fault because I should have seen the email, but they emailed me saying that it didn't go through. I didn't see the email for months upon months upon months. So for months upon months upon months, my car payments weren't going through and it was ruining my credit. And I had a really good credit score and then it went all the way down and I had a really bad credit score. And it doesn't matter if you have the money to pay for the car. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You can't pay for good credit. It's about just paying your shit on time, paying your mortgage on time, paying your rent on time, paying your um, car payments on time. I think that car thing or that like car situation that fucked up my credit really made me focus on having good credit and really like making sure that my payments are going through. Are your Wi-Fi payments going through? Are Is this going through? This is why you get a um, business manager because they can also help you get good credit. But credit is the sort of thing where you just, everybody has to do it and everybody needs to have good credit. If you want to buy a house, if you want to um, get a car, if you want to get like anything, if you want to borrow money from the bank, you just need good credit. And it's a little bit of a corrupt system, but it's all about learning it and um, learning more about it. I feel like a lot of the times I get so intimidated by things like credit, by things that I don't know about. But the more that I learn about it, the more confident I get with it. And I feel like the less stressed out I get. Because credit can be really stressful sometimes, <laughs> but we all have to do it, unfortunately. Um, 
For number seven, I put, do you have a good team? When you start making money, you're going to start having a team. So your team can be your lawyer, your team can be your business manager, your team can be your manager, your agent, your this, your that. There's lots of different factors depending on what job or what industry you're in of who is going to be on your team. Do you have a good team? Are they taking advantage of you? For, I'm just going to be for real and I'm just going to say it, but I have a manager and I have an agent and they take 20% combined. So whatever money that I make with brand deals, whatever money that I make with collabs or anything, they take 20%. So my manager takes 10% and my agent takes 10%. If there's any managers or agents out there if you're trying to do social media and they're trying to take a huge chunk i feel like 20 percent is industry standard your manager can take 20 percent if you don't have an agent 30 is like you know kind of pushing it when they get into the 40 50 range that's when they're absolutely just like taking advantage of you and something that i learned within music if you're trying to get into the music industry music is its whole thing girl i swear to god this is why there's so many struggling musicians out there because when you're a musician, not only do you have to be talented at what you do, you have to be smart because when you start making money as a musician, people start streaming your songs, you're going to get things from or you're going to get offers from a record label. And when a record label kind of you start working with a record label, they basically have this thing saying that I'm going to let you borrow this amount of money. And sometimes it's like a crazy amount of money. It's like one hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. But here's the catch. You have to pay it back. And you're basically a slave to the record company until you pay that money back. It's not like they give you free money. You have to eventually pay it back. But it's kind of like a loan like, oh, music videos are expensive. Music videos can cost from like 10 to 50 to like millions of dollars. Like I don't even want to know how much of the Blackpink music videos cost because I just know they're going to be like so fucking much money. They probably cost so much money, but it's worth it because they're queens. I love them. Um but the music industry is like its whole other thing. And like when I was, you know, taking music a little bit more seriously, I was really looking into it. But make sure that you're not getting fucked over. You guys know Lauren on TikTok. She has like the song, How to Treat Me Like a Queen. I watched her TikTok the other day and she was just talking about how she essentially just got fucked over by these record labels. And this is why so many famous artists, famous mu musicians, they always, always, always if you're anything creative if your job is anything creative always have a good lawyer to look over your contracts before you sign anything it doesn't matter if you're not famous enough it doesn't matter if you're not rich enough it doesn't matter if you're just starting out always have a lawyer because you know maybe it says that it's a one-year contract but what if it's like the contract auto renews if the company wants it to and you don't have a, that decision like there's always little fine prints in the contract lawyers cost you know hundreds of dollars and like at the you know when you're just starting out you don't want to spend that money but i promise you in the long run if you're taking your you know your art seriously you really 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 want to invest in a good lawyer um and a good team i'm sorry i get so passionate about this because it really makes me so sad that there's so many creatives out there whether it's musicians whether it's artists whether it's youtubers whether anything models everything anything that's creative i feel like we get taken advantage of the most and it sucks because you know being creative is like a crazy talent and it's really hard to be creative and people get burnt out when they're creative and being creative is 
like such a crazy gnarly job in itself. And I feel like sometimes a lot of people don't take creative seriously, but we are the ones that get taken advantage of the most because I personally feel like creative people aren't good with, you know, technical stuff and lawyer stuff, but like we eventually have to learn. We eventually have to figure it out. Sorry, I feel like I keep repeating myself over and over and over again, but I literally cannot stress enough artists and creative people get taken advantage of and the best thing that you could do is get a lawyer actually you know what is a really cool example do you know bad bunny he is honestly the coolest person i think alive like he owns i think 100 of his masters of all of his songs do you know how rare that is in the music industry because when you you know essentially start working with a record label they own a percentage of your songs and you know, Taylor Swift doesn't own 100% of her masters. You know, Ariana Grande doesn't own 100% of her masters, but Bad Bunny does. And he makes so much money off of it because he was smart. He had a good lawyer. He made sure that he owns 100% of a masters and he didn't like give a percentage of his art to the record labels. I don't know how the fuck he did it. That's literally unheard of. I've never heard of an artist having 100% of their masters, but he does and it's fucking cool. Um, so yeah, get a <laughs> good lawyer. And I promise, I promise, I promise you'll thank me one day because creative people get taken advantage of the most. And then number eight, I put, this was also in my investing video. So I feel like I'm being a little bit repetitive, but I put, you become like the three people that you hang around the most. And this is so important because as you start to, you know, make money and you know you're surrounding yourself with you know people that aren't inspiring and people who you're not able to learn from you're not able to grow from i'm not saying to completely like never talk to your friends that you grow up with again i'm just saying that as you start to make money you should 100 start investing in you know a nice cool group of friends that you know do the same things that you do that um can give you advice that people that you can learn from people that you know um can help you with your career but 100 100 100 100 keep your friends that have been real with you and have like stuck you through all the way out and like have been there since the beginning because those bitches are going to be your ride or dies always keep those bitches around but there is something to be said about surrounding yourself with people that are also in the same industry as you and people that you can learn from and people that could give you advice. Um, number nine, I put get a mentor. And I literally cried in the last episode about this fucking <laughs> topic. But getting a mentor is so important. Find someone that you want to be like. They have this quote and it says, if you're working for someone that you don't eventually want to be, you don't want to be working for that person. Find someone that you want to be like someone that is your goal, someone that has something that you want and have them be your mentor, have them, you know, ask them for advice, you know, be annoying, ask questions because a lot of the times it's not about what you know, it's who you know, be friendly, be nice to every single person that you meet. It's so crazy to me. Like there's these LA, you know, clout chasers and it's so fucking gnarly to me because they're not even good at clout chasing. Clout chasers will only talk to people with a big following or like lots of money or, you know, something that they can like benefit off of. And they're so nice to these people, but they're fucking rude to everyone else. And I'm like, how the fuck are you going to call yourself a clout chaser when you can't do it right? If you're a real clout chaser, okay, I'm going to tell you how to be a real clout chaser. If you want to be a real clout chaser, be nice to everybody that you meet because it's so crazy how full circle this world is. Someone that is, you know, irrelevant one year, 
might be the biggest social media star the next year. Someone that, you know, you grew up with in high school. Maybe they are like the head marketing person of like a huge company that you want to work with the next year. Be nice to every single person that you meet. It benefits you in every way, shape and form. Have good contacts. Follow everyone that you meet on Instagram. Like, like people's posts, like be supportive, be nice, genuinely be nice to every single person that you meet. That's how you be a good fucking cloud chaser. I'm so over these LA fucking bitches. Like this is why I want to move out of LA. (laughs) Sorry, this is a mini rant within the podcast, but this is why I want to move out of LA because there's so many people like that. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, have the most followers out of everyone. I have the most money out of everyone, but you see it. You see people, they treat you like shit until they find out that you have a following, until they find out that you have money, until they find out that they can gain things from you, until they find out that you have these contacts. Just be nice to everyone. And I promise it'll be worth it in the long run. But circling back to the the point, getting a mentor, I think it's just about being nice to everyone. DM someone that you want to some someone that you know they have something that you have dm them ask them to go out to lunch ask them um for advice ask them this because at the end of the day what's the worst thing that can happen if you ask them nothing they don't respond nothing if the worst thing that can happen is nothing then just fucking do it um okay number 10 i put get a therapist or a life coach (laughs) and then i put this drake quote more money more problems (laughs) It's so fucking true though. Bitch, it's so true. More money, more fucking problems. And it's annoying problems. It's not even like fun problems. It's like people trying to sue you. People trying to get your money. Did you hear about Black China trying to sue the Kardashians because of like defamation? They ended up losing or she ended up losing. But imagine that headache. Imagine all of that time that they spent in court and the the time that they spent with lawyers, the money that they spent on lawyers, blah, 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 blah. When you start making money, like the real like the real people start coming out and their real truths and their real you know, bad sides end up coming out. So that's why I'm like, I'm acting like I'm like fucking Drake right now. I don't make as money as much money as Drake. Drake has more problems. Um, But it's true what they say. When you have more money, you genuinely have more problems. So when you start making money, 100%, if you could take anything away from this video, get a life coach or get a therapist because it fucks you up in the head. Money can fuck you up in the head. And having someone to like, you know, give you true genuine advice and someone that can keep your head on your shoulders and like not make you go crazy, I think is worth it in the long run. (laughs) I don't know if this is necessarily a good tip. This is just from my personal experience. And like for a lot of people, it may not, you know, be good advice, but I'm just going to say it. The biggest waste of money that I have ever spent was on PR. PR is basically people that you pay to make you look good if you're your own brand um, or if you're a brand, it's like you get PR to make your brand look good. They get you um, articles written about you. They get you into events. They get you onto red carpets. They make you look good. They make you look good. They make um, your brand look good. And if you are in a scandal, they'll help you get out of a scandal. Um, That's basically what PR is. And I feel like that was the biggest waste of money I've ever spent in my whole life. I think um, I'm just going to be real. 
PR ranges from two to $5,000, even up to $10,000, even up to even more. If you're a huge company, you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on PR. And you know, when you're a big company, you kind of need PR, but I'm not a big company. So I would spend thousands of dollars to, you know, make myself look good, to get in articles, to, you know, get magazine covers, to get this, to get that. But at the end of the day, I have never seen a return on my investment. I've never seen like anything life-changing when I got PR. And for some people, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they their life changed when they got PR. They started going on red carpets. They started looking, you know, really good. Like they got good articles written about them, blah, 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 blah. But at least from my experience, Every single time I've gotten PR and I've worked with multiple companies, I've worked with multiple PR agencies and I've never been happy ever. I've never, ever, 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 ever been happy. I've been happier having an assistant that reaches out for me, that gets me interviews, that gets me, you know, magazine covers, that gets me things that makes me look good. That has been way better than getting PR, at least for me. This might not be good advice, but this is just from my personal experience. So I might as well say it. And then number 12, I put change your perception of money. Growing up, I always felt like money is lacking and money doesn't grow on trees. Like that's what your parents say, right? Money doesn't grow on trees, blah, 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 blah. Do you think that money grows on trees? That's what my parents always said. Um, And I always felt like money is always lacking. We never had enough money. Money doesn't grow on trees. You know, making $10,000 a month. That's crazy. Who does that? Like, no, that's not realistic. Now, like you, you can, you can say $10,000 is low there. You go to these like huge corporate or these huge conventions with people that are billionaires and you think that they think $10,000 a month is high. No, they think that $10,000 a month is pennies. Money doesn't even exist. Money is a figment of our imagination and the way that you think about money and your relationship with money is so important to nurture and, and, you know, make better. Think of all the money in the world. I put this example. That's (laughs) think of all the money in the world that's going to rich white guys pockets and how you deserve at least 1% of it. Jeff Bezos, for example, is worth $110 billion. Imagine if you made 1% of his wealth. That's $1 billion. (laughs) That's a penny to him. He doesn't even give a fuck. There's so much money in the world. And I feel like I, at least for me, because I didn't, you know, I had to relearn my relationship with money. I always felt like money was lacking. I didn't have enough money. Like, Um, there's, oh, money doesn't grow on trees, like blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, making this amount of money. That's crazy. Why would you even think that? Be more realistic. Be fucking delusional with money. Like put goals in your journal, put goals in your vision board that are absolutely fucking nuts. Say you're going to make a million dollars next year and you have literally no idea how. It doesn't even matter. Say that you're going to make a million dollars next year. Okay, so what's a million dollars divided by 12? One million dollars, if you make in one year, divided by 12, that's $83,000 per month. Does that sound so crazy? I mean, obviously it is crazy, $83,000 a month. But 
if you really break it down and you're like, okay, now that I know to make a million dollars in a year, I have to make $83,000 in a month. How am I going to make $83,000 in a month? Oh, okay. So 83,000 divided by four. So that's 20,000 per week. How do I make 20,000 per week? Is it, you know, from my seven streams of income? Is it, um, a combination of like my investments is a combination of my stocks it's an, a combination of my real estate and renting out my property is it an, a combination of um you know my business the products that i sell that my drop shipping like my angel investing um there's so many different ways that you can make money and that's why so many all millionaires have multiple different sources of income. So be fucking delusional with money. I know that, you know, making a million dollars in a year literally sounds fucking crazy, but you deserve it. Why don't you deserve it? There's no reason why you don't deserve it. Think of it. Like there's so many people making billions of dollars. What is a million dollars to them? You could be making it. I don't know. Be fucking delusional. I, I, I don't know. I started being delusional and I was like, damn, if I put these goals in my journal and I put these goals on my vision board, you know, maybe I don't hit the goals, but I get really fucking close. And isn't that crazy? <laughs> okay. And then number 13, I put 88% of millionaires are self-made, meaning that they did not inherit their wealth. Isn't that crazy to think about that 88% of people that are millionaires, they made that money themselves. They didn't inherit it at all. They did the work. They started from the bottom and they made it like, I don't know. Obviously, there's probably like a big portion that like, you know, that isn't, you know, didn't start from like completely scratch, but it is so completely realistic and it's so completely possible that you could be the first millionaire in your family and if you're just delusional enough and you're just crazy enough and you make enough risk because hey if you're 20 and you're making risks and you fuck up like nobody's gonna judge you when you're 20 and you fuck up as opposed to like you know when you get older but hey like who cares at the end of the day there's no prize for who fucks up the least and if you really think about it you know what makes me feel good about myself is I think of all of the failed Kardashian businesses. I'm going to Google search this right now because wait, I'm going to put it on my phone because this makes me feel so good about myself. Failed Kardashian businesses. Okay, so there's this article and it says all of the Kardashians businesses, even the failed ones. So this, this honestly just makes me feel better about myself. Dash. Do you remember when they had a clothing store called Dash? I don't hear about it anymore. Clearly isn't, that was a failed business. Shoe Dazzle. Actually, I do hear about Shoe Dazzle once in a while, but again, I like, it's not a huge business. Um, Kim Kardashian, uh, de parfum. Her perfume, you guys, I don't even hear about that anymore. Belle Noel jewelry. I've never even heard of that. Kardashian chaos. What the fuck was that? Go see my big sister Courtney this Saturday at Kardashian chaos in Vegas. A special appearance of the Kardashian chaos. Was that was that a club? Celebrities lifestyle boutique. A boutique? Uh, oh, inside the mirror College. I'm not really sure what that was. Kardashian beauty. Before Kim Kardashian did KKW beauty, she had Kardashian beauty, which was also a failed business. Kardashian collection at Sears. <laughs> 
Kim Kardashian, Hollywood. Actually, this kind of slayed. This this was the moment. Kim Kardashian's um app. Selfish. I've never. Oh, her book. Remember when Kim Kardashian had a book? Kimoji. Honestly, that slayed. Skims. This is the only company that I ever hear of now. Did you hear of all of the failed businesses that she have? And we don't even remember it. And it's so crazy because we're like, oh, like if I fail this business, everyone's going to judge me. Everyone's going to think that, oh, I suck. And like, I'm a failure and I can never do anything. But Kim Kardashian is one of the most followed people on the internet. She's a billionaire and she has all of those failed businesses that I didn't even remember. I couldn't even like I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head of any failed businesses that Kim Kardashian had. Nobody gives a fuck if you fail. Everyone forgets if you fail. Yeah, it might suck in the moment, but everybody does it. I think Donald Trump has so many failed businesses. Didn't he go bankrupt? I don't fucking know. KKW Beauty. I think she stopped that. Does she even have that anymore? KKW Fragrance. I barely hear about that. Skin by Kim. I feel like that's a fad. Everybody has, you know, everybody has skincare. Yeezy um, and then SKKY Partners. That's random. Kim Kardashian's newest business venture is Sky Partners, which is um, a private equity investor. I don't know what that is. Focuses on birth control and minority investments and high growth market leading consumer and media companies. That's cool. I don't know. But that's like some of my favorite things to do to like just feel good about myself is I'll look up failed businesses of the Kardashians. Like there's more, you guys. This is just Kim Kardashian. Um, the failed businesses of the Kardashians, the failed shows. You guys remember when like, they had like, like cocktails with Chloe and stuff like that? Like there's so many things that successful people do. They've had failed businesses. They've learned from it. And then it, they're able to be more fearless and create even better brands. And like maybe they'll, they'll fail and maybe they'll be successful. And like nobody's going to remember your failed businesses except for you. And everyone's going to remember your successful ones. Next up, we got... Number 14, I put be kind and easy to work with. Be professional. This is something that I wish that I was a little bit more of when I was younger because, <laughs> I mean, again, I was like, like 18, 19, 20, making, you know, money, being unprofessional. I was literally a kid, so I have to give myself a little bit of slack. But if you're unprofessional and you're not showing up on time, you're rude, anything like that, nobody's going to want to work with you again. And I feel like the way that you make the most money is having good contacts and having long lasting relationships with brands and having people recommend you because you know how you talk shit about the brands that you work with. You talk shit about the people that you work with. Yeah. Don't think that they're not doing that about you too. If you're showing up late, do you not think that the company is going to be talking about you with other companies? If you're being rude, do you not think that they're going to be talking about that? If you're, you know, you know, being unprofessional, they're going to be talking about it. It doesn't matter how famous you are. It doesn't matter how smart or great you are. Be open to feedback. Rich people know that they can learn something from everyone. And I have to be honest, every single A-list celebrity that I've ever met or ever came across, like Selena Gomez, Post Malone, like think of any any A-list celebrity that you could think of is the nicest, most genuine, kind people. You know what I find? It's always the B-list celebrities or the C-list celebrities. Those bitches are so fucking rude. And you know why they're B-list celebrities? You know why they're C-list celebrities? It's because they're so fucking rude. Maybe if they didn't have a, sh a stick shove up their ass, maybe they would get farther in life because maybe they would get recommended by brands. Maybe they would, you know, get recommended by people. Maybe they wouldn't be getting canceled all the time for being rude to fans. Like blah, 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 blah. 
being nice and being kind to genuinely everyone that you meet will get you so much farther in life than anything else. More than education, more than being talented, more than being lucky. Being nice will get you farther in life than anything else. Number 15, I put understand the value of your time because as I said, time is the most valuable thing that you could give to anybody. Time is money. Millionaires know this all too well. They quickly learn how to manage their time. They know that there is no reason to trade time for money. Your time is the most valuable thing that you could give anybody and your time could be spent like spent like watching netflix or maybe it's like going on a date and or maybe it's you know um meeting someone new making a new friend giving someone your time is the most valuable thing that you could give more than money more than your assets more than your advice more than anything giving your time is super valuable and always make sure that you're giving your most valuable asset your time to people that deserve it and people that you can learn from and people that are genuine and people that are amazing and great and you know cool and you know (laughs) um and then the last one holy shit this segment was so long um i don't even know if we're gonna do questions what would rihanna do um i put number 16 i put stop being afraid of failure um we kind of you know touched on this with the kardashians but i was like watch a video of all the kardashians failed businesses and it'll make you feel so much better about yourself donald trump had so many failed businesses i'm sure that um jeff bezos had so many failed businesses like before he had amazon learn and grow and like Put yourself out there and make mistakes because that's what all the best entrepreneurs do. I've never, ever, ever heard of an entrepreneur where their first business idea was their most successful one. Never. I've never heard of that. That's literally unheard of. Your first business is not going to be perfect. You're going to fuck up a lot. You're going to wish that you knew other things, but guess what? You're going to learn from it. You're going to grow from it and it's going to help you create a better business. And then you're going to fill that one. And then you're going to make an even better one. And then you're going to fill that one. You're going to make a better one. You know what I mean? Like no business that you ever make is ever going to be perfect. So you might as well just fucking do it and fail and learn from it. And You know, hopefully you'll find your niche and you'll find your thing and, you know, you'll look back and be like, hey, that was Adeline. I listened to her podcast and she told me to fuck up. She told me to go for it and I did it and I failed. But you know what? 20 years later, I'm a millionaire and I'm so happy. Bitch, that's all that I want to hear. That's all that I want to know. I hope that I hope that at least, you know, some people, you know, you're writing this down in your notes, you're learning from it and um. Yeah, because this I'm 24 and this is like all the shit that I really wish I knew because, you know, it sucks when you have to, you know, go through your own life experiences. And maybe maybe I told you these things and you don't think that it's important and you're going to have to learn it the hard way. But hopefully you don't have to (laughs) if I told you and you can, you know, take my advice. What would Rihanna do? Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 thoughts. This is what I think Rihanna would do because she is 
my inspiration in life and you guys ask me questions on my um spam account it's not adeline on instagram if you want to ask me any questions for the girl talk podcast make sure that you're following me on my spam account it's not adeline um but yeah you guys asked me some questions i thought i'd answer a few because you might as well um even though this is like a long episode but let's get into it um someone this is actually perfect for this episode because we kind of touched on it but someone asked how to start being an independent boss bitch example building credit moving out etc so we kind of talked about building credit but i really wanted to talk about moving out because when okay so basically i think the the number one advice i would give you is to live in your parents house like as long as you can to save money on rent because rent is really expensive but you know if living in your parents house like affects your mental health it affects you know your work and it affects the way that you live and I think that it's worth it to move out. And when I moved out, I'm so like happy and I feel like it made me more independent. I'm so glad that I did. Um, And I learned a lot about myself and I I was in a really good headspace when I moved out um, because, you know, everyone, everyone has family problems and everyone has, you know, shit that they're dealing with at home. Um, So moving out was like so fucking amazing for me. And I learned a lot about myself and I was scared shitless. And I was like, oh my God, like, I think how much was I paying in my first apartment? I think I was paying around like $2,000 for rent, which I've never paid rent before. And I was like, $2,000. Holy fucking shit. I mean, dude, that low key, that's a lot of money for rent. But, you know, it was a nice apartment. LA is really expensive. um, And I wanted to move in with my friend Chloe. Um, It's such a funny story. The way that me and Chloe became roommates. So funny. I, uh, I'm going to tell a little story time right now, but the way that I moved out is essentially Chloe did a tweet and she was like, she posted, I remember this so vividly. It was like either a photo or a video of like an empty apartment. And she's like, someone move in with me. I'm so lonely. And then I responded being like, haha, I will as a joke, but I was low key being for real. And then I think she DM me because we were never really that close of friends. We were kind of like, you know, it's kind of like acquaintances. Like I saw her, you know, at the events and like we met a couple times, but we were never like close. So we never like texted. We were never like really like close friends. So I kind of like said it as a joke, but like kind of like kind of meant it. So she DM me and she was like, wait, are you actually serious? Or maybe she texted me. I forget what it was. She was like, are you actually serious? And I was like, yeah, girl. And then I was so in over my head. I think I told my mom, I was like, mom, I want to move to LA. I want to like have an apartment in LA. And I can't believe that she let me because my mom was really strict. She wanted me to go to college, but my dad was like more of the chill one. And he was like, you know what, this YouTube thing, you should just ride it out as long as you can. Because at the time when I, you know, I was like 18. I first moved out. I wasn't making a lot of money. Like my dad was like, you know what? Write it out as long as you can. College is always going to be there for you. You can go to college when you're 40. You could go to college when you're 50. But this YouTube thing, just write it out as long as you can. And I'm so glad that I listened to my dad's advice because it was the it was the best advice he's ever given to me. It's just write it out as long as you can. And look at where we are now. Like now I'm so happy and I have like my dream job that I've wanted ever since I was like 12 years old and 13 years old. And I was literally so delusional when I was 12. I would literally like pretend to be a YouTuber before I actually was a YouTuber. I would like talk to my mirror like as if like you know people they're always like oh this is how I'm gonna get ready I would like literally talk to myself I would pretend to do interviews with myself like I was low-key manifesting when I was like 10 years old 
the life that I have now, which is so crazy. But that was like kind of the story time, but how I moved in with Chloe and I was just like, you know, my parents were like, okay, do it. And I think it took a little bit of convincing, but I eventually moved to LA and um, I had nothing. I went to Ikea. I bought like a, a mattress. I don't even know if I had a, a bed frame. Um, and I just did it. And, you know, a lot of the times in life we think that, oh, I need to be ready for this. I need to be ready to move out. I need to, um, you know, be ready to conquer the world and like launch my business. I need to be ready to do it. I need to be ready to be a makeup artist. But every at the end of the day, you're never going to be 100% ready. And every single time that I didn't feel ready, but I just did it anyways, a lot of the times it was successful. Like my YouTube, do you think I felt ready when I was doing my YouTube? I literally filmed it on my, you could literally, it's still up. My first video ever, I filmed on my laptop. It was, oh my God, one of the first MacBooks. It was a white laptop. I don't even know if we have it anymore, but I filmed it on that. And then for Christmas, I asked for a camcorder and I was so lucky. I was so happy. I was so over the moon. My mom and dad like saved up the money and they got me a camcorder and I was so happy. Um, and then I entered like contests and then that's when I started like growing following and like collabing with people, going to events. Um, but yeah, you're never going to be 100% ready. You literally never will to start a business, to, you know, invest, to do anything. So if if you just like have an idea, you're never going to be ready. Just fucking do it. You're going to be unprepared, but you're going to learn about it and you're going to learn from it. And if it fails, you're going to learn. And at the end of the day, that just only benefits you. Um, holy shit. I'm in like a rambly ass mood today. That was like only one question. Let's do one more. This one says all of my friends are toxic as fuck, but there's nothing that I can do and I don't want to be alone. Send help. Mm, oh my God. I really do feel for you because I feel like we've all kind of been in that situation where you're like, does this person like even want the best for me? Like, um it even can be like family members you're like is my family toxic for me like is are my friends toxic like what do I do I don't want to be alone but if I could give you any advice I would say that being alone and happy and in a happy good relationship with yourself is way better than being in a toxic relationship with someone else. I would rather be alone and in a good relationship with myself than with someone and in a toxic relationship with them. And I would say that and I'd say it again and I, I, I stand by that because, you know, it's really scary to cut people off and set boundaries, but it's just a part of life. And sometimes I feel like people aren't meant for, you know, your whole life. Sometimes people are just meant to be in your life in seasons. And some people are meant to teach you a lesson. And maybe you didn't learn from that lesson. There's like people that, you know, keep doing you dirty. And it's the same thing over and over again. And the universe is going to keep sending you those people that are going to keep teaching you lessons. And until you learn from your lessons, you're just going to keep getting that same toxic friend. So learn how to set boundaries. Learn how to say, hey, you know what? You said this about me and it wasn't correct. And I don't like that you talked behind my back and blah, 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 blah. Um, I feel like setting boundaries is just a matter of like doing the compliment sandwich. Hey, I really appreciate you as a friend. 
but you know, I heard that you were talking shit about me behind my back and like, it really doesn't make me feel good about myself. And it really doesn't make me feel good about our friendship. Again, I really do nurture and love our friendship and I want to make it better and I want to work on it with you. But if you're not open to, you know, this constructive criticism and the things that I'm hearing, then I don't know if we can even make it work out. Um, but yeah. Okay. I'm going to give one last question. And I love this question. This last question says, do you have any financial, um, book recommendations? And one, 100% I do. Girl, if you really love anything, um, fin finances, self-help, self-growth, I personally love nonfiction books and like I read the shit out of them. These are my top books that I would 100% recommend you to read. And you can take a screenshot of it. If you're watching on video, you can take a screenshot of it. But these are my favorite books. I'm going to read it to you. So number one, I would say Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's by Robert T. Kiyosak. Um, that one is my absolute number one favorite. If you're going to read any financial advice, it's really boring. I'm really sorry. It's really, really, really boring. And it's going to be really hard to get through. But you know what I did? I listened to it on Audible and like a lot of boring books I'll listen to on Audible and it helps see me, you know, pass the time a lot easier. I learn a lot more. Um, and I just play it when I'm like driving the car, um, when I'm reading my, or I'm cleaning my room, um, when I'm like running errands, washing the dishes, whatever it is, um, self-help books that are really boring. I really recommend doing it on Audible. Ugh, I wish. Do you remember back in the day when Audible always did sponsorships with YouTubers? I miss it. Because ugh, back in the day, I would always tell my manager, I'd be like, I don't want to be a sellout. Like, I don't want to do an Audible sponsorship, blah, 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 blah. But now looking back, I'm like, damn, like, I really wish I took some Audible sponsorships. Like, Audible fucking slaps. I love Audible. <laughs> Audible, I think I, I listen to more books on Audible than I actually read physical books. Um, so my next book that I would recommend is Atomic Habits. It's by James Clear and it just says an easy way, um, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones because being an entrepreneur, you don't have a boss. You don't have someone to be telling you, nagging you, oh, do this, do this, do this. You're your own boss. And that's a gift, but it's also a curse because, you know, you don't have to work today. So why not not work today? And then suddenly you're lazy and blah, blah, blah. Having good habits and really taking care of yourself. They really say that a lot of entrepreneurs, you have to take care of your mind. You have to take care of your body. You have to work out. You have to have good habits to be an entrepreneur. So I really recommend that one. The next one I recommend is The Secret. It's by Rhonda Byron. You can either read the book or you could just watch the um, Netflix documentary that they have. Netflix show is just really easy to listen to and it, it's only an hour. Um, but if you really want to get into it, it has more information in the book and the audiobook. So I really recommend that one. Um, next up, I have the four hour work week. This one is so fucking cool. Um, and I really like this one. It's just basically it's by Timothy Ferris and it says escape, to, escape the nine to five, live anywhere and join the new rich expanded and updated um, i think it's really good with just explaining how to work smarter and not harder that's a really good one and these books are like my number one go-to's there's a lot of other good ones um i kind of i posted this on my spam account too if you are interested obviously have some good finance books but i also think that some good self-help books are really amazing too some relationship self-help books that i really recommend is getting the love that you want a guide for couples it's by harville hendrix phd and helen lacani Kelly Hunt, PhD. 
This one is really good if you're, you know, struggling with relationships and you're like, oh, why do my relationships never work out? Like, why am I always nagging my partner? Like, why is, you know, um, why do, why am I so scared of like divorce? And like divorce is like more than 50%. Like, I don't know. It's just like relationships can be really scary. And um, sometimes we're like, we're always wondering like, oh, like, is it even worth it to get married? Like relationships always like end in divorce, like blah, 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 blah. This is a really good book if you want to learn to, you know, be a better partner, um, communicate with your partner in a better way, um, and just figure out how to like make your relationship work. Um, the next one I would do the five love languages. This is a really good book. It's by Gary Chapman. You don't even have to read the book. You could just look up five love languages. There's five of them. Um, I think it's quality time, um, gifts, acts of service, um, physical touch and words of affirmation. Those are the five. Um, and you could just learn about them online. You don't have to read the book, but the book is really good too. And then the last one I would put is attached. It's by Amir Divine MD and Rachel S.F. Heller MA. And it says the science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love um but yeah those are the books that i put um if you have any if you want to get some books some good old recommendations um yeah um i'm sorry that this episode was so long and we didn't have a lot of time for the questions but i'm gonna go to bed it's 1 30 in the morning um i'm really tired and my voice is really tired you know i talk so fucking much but for some reason, when I talk for an hour long on the podcast, my voice starts to hurt. I think it's because, you know, when you have a conversation with someone, you like stop and you pause and you listen, you hear what they have to say. I'm just like rambling for an hour straight. This shit really does tire my vocal cords. <laughs> but I love it. I do it for you guys and I love talking to you. Um, and I wish that we could talk back and forth. That would be really cool if we could. Um, but I love you guys. And I... I'm always here every Wednesday. I'm always here. If you ever need to chat, you ever need to talk, I'm always here. Same place, same time. Um, but I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Hope you have a beautiful, magical, wonderful day. I love saying that now. <laughs> um, but I love you guys and I'll see you guys in my next episode every Wednesday. Make sure if you haven't already, rate this episode, rate this podcast, wherever you're streaming it, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, on YouTube, give it a thumbs up, rate it. It really helps me out a lot. Um, and yeah, I love you guys and I'll see you guys in my next episode every Wednesday. I'll be here, same place, same time. Love you guys. Bye. Did you like that episode? I really hope that you did. Um, if you haven't already, then make sure to watch last week's episode or the week after. Just click on the links, whatever it is. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoyed. Also, be sure to subscribe because it helps me a lot. Um, but I love you and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.